Hey fam, hello, hello, hello. Family, I am here really quickly with a word that the Lord just dropped into my spirit earlier and then he just confirmed it. So I am here to bring you this word. And the Lord, he told me to come on here and tell you, watch who you listening to. Watch whose teaching you are under, okay? Because it's some rules out here that are preaching a gospel that is not with Jesus. Mm -mm. It's some people out here that have you thinking that you can live any old type of way and you cannot. You can't. Because then that would make Jesus a liar when he said, crucify your flesh. You got to die to yourself so you can allow the Lord to live in you and work through you. And if anybody's telling you, oh, yeah, salvation is okay. You can you can do whatever you want. It, it's all lawful. Don't listen to that person. Because then it'll have you thinking that, oh... You can go out and fornicate, and that's okay. You can go out, and you can be a murderer, and that's okay. You can go out and um, be a glutton. You can go out and be a drunk. You can go to wild parties. No, you are to live a life that is set apart, okay? You are not supposed to be um, smoking before you go into church. You ain't supposed to be getting high before you go to church. You ain't even giving the Lord time for the Holy Spirit to move. You trying you trying to get a bootleg version, but if you really go into a church that's really on fire for God, they will have you higher than any substance you're trying to take to get high, okay? You if if you can just be cussing and then you think just on Sunday it's okay for me not to not to be cussing and stuff. Like no, that's not what it's about. Are you living a a, a lifestyle of righteousness? Are you living a lifestyle of holiness? Yes, I understand that we gonna fall short. I understand that we are sinners, but are you working every day? Are you putting your best foot forward every day to die a little more to yourself? So Jesus can live through you a little more. Is that what you are doing? Or are you just trying to live a life of what you want? And then you expect him to just be there to bless you. Let me read you something. Um, it says. Hold on. Second Timothy chapter three. Verse. I'm going to start verse one. You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be very difficult times for people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride and love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that can make them godly. Stay away from people like that. So you got these people that know Genesis from Revelations, but they still being bound up in alcohol. They still being bound up with pills. They still being like they 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 popping pills 
in church, outside of church, like they, they pill poppers. You get what I'm saying? Like it's people that, that act so religious, but they deny the power that could set them free. They are stuck in religion. And that's why you got to be careful who you are listening to. God will set you free. Yes, you know, everybody gets set free differently, but these people will deny the power. When you go and you begin to talk like how I'm talking right now, it sounds foolish to them. But it's the power of God that will change you. Like, let me tell you something. There's no way that you can stay the same once Jesus touches you. Yes, you will have your strongholds, you will have your shortcomings, you will make mistakes. But when you have a relationship with him, you want to be better because you do realize how sinful you are. I remember I was listening to Billy Graham and he was saying the closer you get to Christ, the more sinful you realize that you are. And he gave the example of Peter when um, Jesus met Peter. He, he, Peter seen Jesus face to face and he said, depart from me for I am a sinful man. You understand how sinful you are, but it makes you want to be better. He makes you want to be better. So don't listen to nobody that's going to have you thinking that you could just still live this sin nasty sinful life and you could just repent and then or maybe they telling you you don't even got to repent maybe they telling you that you just gotta repent and you know you just keep it pushing no the lord wants wholehearted commitment you understand he wants a wholehearted commitment to him the first commandment is you shall not have no idols before god Nothing comes before God. And if your flesh is getting in the way of you and God, you got to crucify it. And I say if loosely because all of our flesh gets, gets in the way of our relationship with God. But will you crucify it? When you realize, dang, I've been on TikTok a little too long. I could have been in the Word. Do you stay on TikTok? Or do you go off? Do you surrender? And you're like, Dad, I've been on the phone busting it up for like an hour and some change. I ain't even get to the Bible yet. Do you crucify your, your flesh or do you stay on the phone? That's what the Lord is looking for with wholehearted commitment. Because as you get into the word of God, it changes you. It switches your mindset. Family, I can tell you it's a difference of a day, right? It might be a day where I might be so busy that I ain't even touched my Bible. Can I be real? And in them days, I could feel it like, oh, God, it feels horrible. And then it's days where all I do is be in the presence of God. All I do. Okay? I might have to, you know, come out for a second to, you know... Play with a child or something, change a pamper or something. But I, I, I submit my day to him, and those days are so good. And that's what God wants you to do. He wants you to be in the spirit. He wants you praying without ceasing. You hear me? Listen, let me keep on going. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that can make them godly. Stay away from people like that. They are the kind who work their way into people's homes and win the conscience of vulnerable women who are burdened with the guilt of sin and controlled by various desires. 
So these teachers that, that these people that are preaching something totally different than what Jesus preached, they will sneak their ways into the, to, into these people's homes. The ones that, that, that really don't know the truth were swayed from left to right constantly under new teachings. These people will come in and deceive you and have you thinking that your salvation is something that is not. They'll, 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 they'll trick you out of, out of really what Jesus came here to do and was to set you free. He came here to set you free. Scripture says who the son sets free is free indeed, but it's your job. It's your job to, to play your part. It's your job to be coming to him, to ask him, is this is what I should do? Is that what I should do? Is this how I should live? Is this the person I should be with? Are these the friends that I should have? You are to come and ask, and then he, you will receive him. You'll receive the answer that you are looking for. He is not just here for, oh, he dies, so I'll go to heaven when I die. No, he dies so you can live today. Not just so you can live when you die, but he died so you can live today. He's came to be your savior today. And a lot of people have people out here thinking that, oh, Jesus died. So when, once I go, once I go, I'll be with him. No, he died so you could die to yourself today and live. Okay. Because I know that's how I used to think. I wasn't worried about Jesus. I'd be like, oh, well, he died, so I, 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 can, I can just repent and I'll go to heaven. No, it's so much deeper than that. He's come to save me from sin today. He's come to set me free today, okay? And it says, such women are forever following new teachings, but they are never able to understand the truth. These, these women... Or follow, they'll, they'll forever follow new teachings. Everybody's in your ear. But you never really understand the truth. You never really understand that Jesus came to set you free from this life. This life full of sin. That he died so you can live today. That if you surrender to him, you will have life. And life more abundantly. He died so you can be in relationship with him daily. He's bringing you back. We've been at a fallen state and he's bringing you back. But these new teachings have everything but Jesus. Everything but Jesus. Everything you, they can answer all your questions but Jesus. They want you to just, it wants to distract you from really what the cross was about. And you got to watch people like that. Okay. I'm here to tell you, Jesus died to set you free today. If you will receive him in your heart today, he will begin to set you free today. Listen, yes, I remember when I first came to the Lord and I still had that world mentality, child. And I mean, I was deep, 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 deep in my sin, but I gave the Lord my yes. I gave the Lord my yes, but I was still being bound up and in drugs. I was still being bound up in fornication. I still was being bound up with having the wrong friends, wrong people around me. I was still bound in those things, but I would give the Lord my yes. And then it, it was a war that was going on within myself because everything I seemed to know wasn't fulfilling me anymore. Everything I seemed to know was being taken away from me, but I had this deep hunger for God. 
even when I would sin, I would feel bad because I knew that I was hurting him. So like, that's why I don't understand why some people be like, well, I can go and I can go do this, 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 and this. But like, how can you do everything that God is against and you don't feel no way about it? That makes me question you because I know even when I fall short now, I know we fall short daily. I understand. But when I do a sin that I know is definitely a sin, I'd be like, Lord, I'm so sorry. Like, it hurts me that I did it because I know I hurt him. That's that's how deep the Lord wants you to be rooted in you and deeper because I'm not perfect. But he wants you to have sorrow for what you have done. You know? It says, these teachers oppose the truth just as Janice, Jane. Janice and Jambres oppose Moses. They have deprived minds and a counterfeit faith. Mm. But they won't get away with this for long. Someday everyone will recognize what fools they are, just as with Janice and Jambres. Family, you got you got to ask God to give you ears that hear, that give you eyes that see what his spirit is speaking to you. Listen, in um, the Garden of Gethsemane, hold on, I think it's in Matthew, the part I want to bring to you, so give me a second. Um, um. them if you hear anything that's my dishwasher just letting you know (laughs) but i had to come get this word off of me because i heard the lord uh say it when i was cleaning my kitchen earlier and then when i was sitting there and i was reading the bible um and I had to come on here when I got that confirmation. Uh, So I'm going to give you two Bible verses, but let me get the first one out. Um, Let's go to Matthew 26, Hold on, we gotta go below higher because I just just a banger. Jesus prays in Gethsemane. Then Jesus went with them to the olive grove called Gethsemane. And he said, Sit here while I go over there to pray. He took Peter and Zebedee's two sons, James and John, and he became anguished and distressed. He told them, My soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. He went on a little farther and bowed with his face to the ground, praying, 
My Father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Right there, that's wholehearted commitment. Do you understand? That is so wholehearted commitment when you sit there and you know what you are facing. But you say, Lord, if it's possible, can you take this away from me? But nevertheless, Lord, not my will, yours. When you can pray that prayer to God and you truly mean it, that's when he like, there it go. That's that wholehearted commitment I was talking about. Even when I take your life away, will you still tell me nevertheless? That is what God is saying to you right now. He said, even when I take your life away from you, will you still tell me nevertheless? That is what he is looking for. When things is going in in ways that you didn't expect, when things are happening out of whack, things that you didn't plan, will you still tell God, nevertheless, not my will, Lord, yours. That's what he's looking for. Then he returned to the disciples and found them asleep. He said to Peter, couldn't you watch with me even one hour? Keep watch and pray so that you will not give in to temptation. For the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. See, the spirit is willing. And that's why God says, come to me. Come to me, all who are weary and carry heavy burdens. And he'll give you rest. Because he said, your your, your body is weak, but my spirit is willing. My spirit is strong, says the Lord. He said, my spirit is strong, even though your flesh is weak. When you feeling tempted, when them temptations start to rise up in you, when you start to want to sway a little bit to the left, if you come to me, the Lord says, I will give you rest. He said, I'm willing. Mm, 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 mm. Oh, what, what person? It was a couple people that the Lord was like, Lord, can you heal me? Will you heal me? Can you heal me? He said, I'm willing. Oh, we got to find one now. Because listen, that done did it. Then Jesus left them a second time and prayed, My father, this cup cannot, if this cup cannot be taken away unless I drink it, your will be done. Mm. Have you ever had your back up against the wall and you just like, Lord, I'm not trying to drink from this cup, but not my will, yours. Have you ever had one of those moments? I know I have. Like, Lord, this cup is bitter. (laughs) I don't want to drink it, Lord. I don't want to drink it. But nevertheless, because the Lord wants wholehearted commitment. When you begin to suffer with Christ, you begin. That's how I know how much I love him. You begin to see how much you love him when you suffer with him. I'm telling you, it's like a deep love that you that starts to be revealed to you. Like, oh, I just love you. And it's because he suffered for you. You bearing witness with him and it makes you fall in love with him. When you read even this verse right here and your suffering, you begin to bear witness with God and his suffering. Because you like the greatest love is to lay one's life down for a friend. And I'm going to lay my life down for you, Lord. Yeah, I thought that my life was going to be this way. Yeah, I thought it was going to end like this. Yeah, I thought this was how it was going to be. Yes, I thought I was going to marry that person. Yes, I thought that those people was my friends. But nevertheless, yes, Lord, I thought that these people would never betray me. But nevertheless, Mm, 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 mm. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, 
I'm telling you. And he, it says, when he returned to, to them again, he found them sleeping for they couldn't keep their eyes open. So he went to pray a third time saying the same things again. Then he came to the disciples and said, go ahead and sleep. Have your rest. But look, the time has come. The son of man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Up, let's be going. Look, my betrayer is here. He was like, I I was pulling you. He was telling him, I was pulling you. I've been tugging you to come and spend this time with me. And now it's the hour. It's the hour of of his suffering. He's coming to fulfill what he was sent here to do. And he said, listen, I was trying to get you to come pray with me so you wouldn't fall into temptation. Mm. That's why it's so close, so 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 important to stay close to God, so you fall not into temptation, but that you shall be delivered from the evil one. That you don't yield to temptation, but you are delivered from the evil one. It's so important to stay in prayer. It's so important to pray without ceasing. Because let me tell you something. I don't know about you. I don't know about you. But as for me, sometimes it's like, Lord, I can't even feel you. Where are you? But I keep praying because I know within myself, you hear me. I know that you are in me, inside of me, Lord. I know you're in the midst. I know that I am your temple. I know you here, <laughs> but I just can't feel you. But family, you got to keep pushing until you can. There's reasons why he told you, I'll never leave you. There's reasons why he told you, I'll never forsake you. Because it's times you're going to feel abandoned. It's times that you're going to feel forsaken. But he told you. That's why you got to stay in his word. You got to believe him. Because it's going to be times like that. He never, Jesus never tried to lie to you. He said, listen, y'all will have many sorrows and trials. But take heart because I have overcome the world. He told us, he said, this world hates you because of me. So why do we act oblivious when people hate us? Why do we act oblivious when things don't go our way? We face persecution when he said this was going to happen. When we go through sorrows, when we go through trials, why do we act oblivious? Because he said it was going to happen. He didn't lie. He said, it's going to be sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. And we take heart because if he's overcome the world, that means with him living within us, because greater he that is in us than him that is in the world, we shall overcome. But you got to remember, it's not you who lives anymore, but it's Christ who lives inside of you. So you got to yield and you have got to become one. So he says, don't do that. You don't do it. When he says, leave them people alone, you don't, you don't, you don't want to mess with them people no more. When he says, this ain't for you, you, you willing to say nevertheless. Because listen, Jesus said, the Father and I are one. And that's what he wants with you. Because he says, I only do what I hear my Father speak. I only do what I see my Father doing. But stay in the word, okay? I want to take you to um, 
Galatians 5 and 17. I listen, y'all. The Lord, he just dropped in this word, okay? Because I was not expecting to do this. But listen, <clears throat> it's, it's, it's all for the name of Jesus. And I'm with it. And it says, I'm sorry, verse 16. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature craves, the sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. When you follow desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality. Impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissensions, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. If you are being led by your sinful nature, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. Okay? Because the spirit is willing. The spirit is willing to 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 set you free. The title of this um ver- the, of this whole chapter is Freedom in Christ. Because he will give you freedom. He has come to set you free. You are free. But if you choose to stay in your flesh, that's what you choose. Because if you choose to trust Jesus, his spirit will give you life. Okay? But the Holy Spirit produced these kinds of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to the cross and crucified them there. Right there, it tells you those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed their passions and desires. That's that nevertheless. That's that nevertheless. This is what I want to do. But nevertheless. This is who I want to be with, Lord. But nevertheless. You cannot live a a, a double-minded life. You can't say, okay, I want to keep everything and, and, and nail nothing to the cross, but I want Jesus. You have to choose. Why would Jesus say, if you lay down your life for my sake, you will find it. But if you, will, if you keep it, you'll lose it. But if you hand your life over for him, you will find it. Yes, in the process, it's not going to feel good. But what you gain is worth it all. Do you understand? In the process of Jesus dying, it didn't feel good. He was tortured. He was humiliated. 
But what he gained was far more worth than what he lost. Do you understand that? He, his name is exalted over every name. Listen, he set the captives free. You understand? Mm, 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 mm. Um, since we are living by the spirit, let us follow the spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. Family, you got to nail it to the cross. I'm not here to tell you you're never going to feel jealousy again. But when you feel jealousy, you nail it to the cross. You say, I'm not doing that. Mm-mm. I shall rejoice for this person because God, I see God working in their lives. I nail it to the cross. It's not about quarreling. It's not about debating on who knows so much more of the gospel, but it's about really doing what the Lord said, really preparing the, the, the kingdom on this earth for, for Jesus to come. We're, we're preparing the way for the Lord's return. But we don't got time to be divided. We are preparing the kingdom. Okay. I don't got time to be divided, you. I don't. But hold on. Um, I got one more verse or maybe one more verse that I want to read. It might be more. Um. Oh, let's go to Matthew 8. Matthew 8. Large crowds followed Jesus as he came down the mountainside. Suddenly, a man with leprosy had approached him and knelt before him. Lord, the man said, if you are willing, you can make me clean and make me clean. Wait, hold on. If you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing, he said. Be healed. Oh, wait, let's talk about leprosy real quick. Leprosy, you are unclean. Don't nobody want to be around a leopard. You got you gotta be, you have to be off by yourself. Don't nobody want to be with you. Don't nobody want to be near you. You 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 you're, you're not clean. But this man came to Jesus and he said, if you are willing, first of all, if a person is willing, that means he wants to do it. He said, if you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean if you want to. That's what he said. This is what he's saying. y'all. He said, if you want to, you can make me clean. You can heal me, Jesus. And the words say Jesus reached out his hand and touched him and said, I am willing. So he said, I want to. I want to make you clean again. I want to make you whole. I I want you to be healed. That's what he's saying. I want to. And he said, be healed. And instantly the, the, the leprosy disappeared. Instantly, and do you understand? It's because of his love. It's because of Jesus' compassion that 
that he heals, that he wants you to be well, that he wants to see you in this abundant life. It's because he wants to. It's because he wants to. It's because he's willing. But you got to believe him. You got to trust him. I want to take you to um, one more verse. Maybe one more. Because listen. Because I want you to see something. Um, Let's go to Luke 7. And this is one of my favorite ones. Like, I can't pick who, which one I like the best of, like, Jesus healing. Like, whose is the best? But, like, I truly love this one. I love the detail of this one. And um, Luke 7, verse 11. Soon afterward, Jesus went with his disciples to the village of Nain. And a large crowd followed him. A funeral procession. Sorry, I was stamping at my kids because they were trying to inch in. And then, you know, when you get them an inch, they want a mile. So, I had to stamp them. Sorry. <laughs> um, a funeral procession was coming out as he approached the village gate. The young man who had died was a widow's only son. And a large crowd from the village was with her. When the Lord saw her, his heart overflowed with compassion. Mm. So it's saying that he was he seen this funeral procession. And he knew that that was that widow's only son. He, it was a young man. It said a young man who had died. So Jesus knew how much that son meant to the widow. She already lost her husband because she was a widow. Her son was all she had left. And his compa- compassion welled up, with him, welled up in him. And when he saw her, he said, don't cry. Mm. He said, don't cry. Then he walked over to the coffin and touched it. And the bearer stopped. Young man, he said, I tell you, get up. Mm, 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 mm. The dead boy sat up and began to talk. And Jesus gave him back to his mother. Mm, 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 mm. It's his compassion. How can he show that he has compassion on you if there's not times where you need him to reveal his compassion? It's times that he will allow things to be dead in the grave just so he can show you, I have compassion on you. I'm going to do something for you. And he raised the widow's son and gave him back to her. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Glory be to God. I'm trying not to tear up because Jesus is so good. And like, I just be getting overwhelmed sometimes with how good he is because he just so good. Like he, he just is this good that you can't even explain. All you can say is he just good. That's all you can say. And and with me, it makes me want to be like him because I'm like, you're so good. That widow owes Jesus everything. But yet, 
He humbled himself and gave her her son. He, he, don't, he don't owe us nothing. We all have turned our backs on him. We all have went our own ways. But he still says, I want you. Oh, God. Mm-mm-mm. Great fear swept the crowd. And they praised God, saying, A mighty prophet has risen among us, and God has visited his people today. And the news about Jesus spread throughout Judea and around the, and the surrounding courtside, countryside. I'm sorry. Let me tell you something. My God is so good. And Family, it's just so much I want to say to you, but it's like right now is not the time because it's a time for everything. But when I tell you that I trust him, because there's a many a times that he has done things in my life that I did not deserve for him to do. The fact that I'm even sitting here talking to you, being able to tell you I know him, I don't deserve to be able to even say I know him. I, I, I don't deserve it. But in his righteousness, in his grace, in his mercy, I'm able to sit here and speak about him because of his goodness. Not because of anything I did, but because of his goodness. And that's how I know he's good. Like, that's why these scriptures be hitting me different. Because I know him. I know he's good because he does it for me. And he wants to do it for you. He says, I am willing. Be made whole. Mm, 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 mm. Hold on. Let me, let me, we, 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 we go on again. We're going somewhere else. Um, John 5 and 6. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, one. Afterwards, Jesus revi- returned to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish holidays. Inside the city near the Sheep Gate was the Pool of Bethsaida. With five covered porches, crowds of sick people, blind, lame, or paralyzed, lay on the porches. One of the men lying there had been sick for 38 years. When Jesus saw him and knew he had been ill for a long time, he asked him, Would you like to get well? I can't, sir, the sick man said, for I have no one to put me into the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone else always gets there ahead of me. He said, I, I, I don't have nobody to help me. He, he, he limited his, his thinking. He, he, he leaned on his own understandings. And Jesus told him, stand up, pick up your mat and walk. Instantly the man was healed. Instantly the man was healed. Don't limit your understandings. Don't limit your thoughts. Choose to trust him. It's not, you're not going to understand. You're not going to always understand. I want to take you to the KJV. Hold on. 
Um, he in at verse six in the KJV, he said, "Wilt thou be made whole?" Mm. He said, "Will you be? Do you want to be made whole?" But all the man could see past was he couldn't see past his rejections. He couldn't see past all the other times. He was stuck there. He was just more than just paralyzed in in like the nat like his natural body. But he was paralyzed within himself because he was just stuck on the point that I have nobody to help me. Nobody's here. Nobody's with me. But then Jesus said, do you want to be made whole? Mm, 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 mm. Do you hear this? Do you hear what the Lord is speaking? The man said, I have nobody. He was paralyzed within himself. And he said, I have nobody. And Jesus said, but do you want to be made whole? Do you want to be made whole? Some of you under the sound of my voice, you're paralyzed in your thinking. You're paralyzed within yourself. You, you, you don't, you can't move. You're just stuck. But Jesus said, do you want to be made whole? Because in him, when you allow Jesus to do a work within you, he bring, when he comes within you, you begin to feel whole. He fills that part that's empty. He begins to create you into who you've always been. He begins to show you who you've always been because he can see you at the finish line. But he has to bring you there so you can see it. And it says on verse 9, and immediately the man was made whole. When Jesus said, rise up, take up thy bed. And when he spoke to him, when he finally got instructions, when the Lord finally, he, he did an impartation. You hear me? When he finally did this thing, this man, he felt something he ain't never felt before. And he got up. He followed his instructions. And that's what God is saying to you. Do you want to be made well? Do you want to be whole? He said, because I am willing. I am willing. It's not about what nobody told you. It's not about how much Bible you know. It's not about how many how many scriptures you can just run off. But he said, do you want to be whole? Do you want to be well? Because he is the answer. It's about him. It's about him, okay? So I'm going to pray for you, and then I'm going to let you go, fam, okay? And then, unless the Holy Spirit wants to say anything else. But let's bow our heads. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, Father, I just thank you for this word today, Lord, because this word today was a banger, Jesus. This word today, I pray that it just 
imparts into the souls of your of your people, Lord. I pray that they all take a piece back, Father, from what you have spoken today, Father. I pray that, Lord, that they stop searching and just realize it's you that they've been looking for. You are willing, Father. You will make them whole, Jesus. I just pray that they begin to see that it's you. It's not the money. It's not the cars. It's not the clothes. It's not the friends. It's not the relationships, but it's just you, Jesus. You can make them well. You can make them whole, God. And I pray that they be set free, Lord, by you. Because your word says, who the Son sets free is free indeed. And I just... Pray and I plead that over your people, Father, that you shall set them free, Father, and they shall experience a life that is so abundant, Father, for your glory, Jesus. I pray that they experience your compassion, Father. I pray that they lean on your knowledge, your wisdom, and your understanding, Lord. Father, I pray that they feel your presence, Jesus. I pray that they just pour it out to you. I pray that they yield to you. I pray that they do not not yield to temptation, Father, but they yield to you. I pray that when they hear your voice, Father, as your word says, they will answer you. And they'll follow you. Lord, I just thank you for this opportunity. And I thank you for this child on this other end, Lord. I thank you for what you're doing in their life. And what you're, what you're about to do, what you're going to do, and what you did, Father. And I pray that they know that even in those moments, Father, where they felt forsaken, that it was a part of the purpose. It was a part of their purpose. It was a part of their plan, Father. In your name, we give you all the glory, Lord. We give your name all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. And it's in the mighty name of Jesus that I pray. Amen. Family, I'm going to let y'all go, okay? But just know that God got you. Know he is willing. If you if you can't take back anything else from today, just know he is willing. Okay? He wants to do this. It's not because he has to. Is because he wants to. Okay? So, I love you guys so, 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 so much. And let's say this together. Most importantly, Jesus loves you. Bye.